Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. This is Yusuf Umar with the podcast on the Top Islamic Network. In the previous podcast, we discussed a few points that is pertaining to everyone, especially the youth, the younger generation. And these are statements that you might hear when you want to take that first step and change your life, get closer to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, adopt the sunnah. These statements that you will hear and how to counter it. So in the previous podcast, I suggest you go and listen to that. We discuss five points or five statements. And in this podcast, inshallah, we will be discussing another five statements. And it's really important because like I've mentioned before, everybody wants to take that first step, want to go in hijab, want to read salat, want to grow their beard. But there's people that will tell them certain things and it will put them down. So if you are one of those people that always hear these statements and it puts you down, then definitely this is a podcast that you want to listen to and you would want to go and listen to our previous podcast as well. Let's get down to it. Okay, so previously we discussed the first five. Now we're continuing from number six. Number six, people will tell you, you might fail and sin and sinning is bad. Now what you need to understand here is failures which lead to sinning are simply stepping stones to repentance. They will tell you that you will fail and you will sin and sinning is not a good thing. But remember, it's better that you try and then eventually fall down and fail instead of not trying at all. And every time you fail, you just get up stronger. No matter how it turns out, it always ends up just the way it should be. Either you succeed or you learn something new. It's a win-win situation. The biggest mistake you can make is doing nothing because you're too scared to make a mistake. You want to go in hijab, you're too scared that, no, you know what, I'm not going to give it a shot because after one month, I know I'm going to take it off. I'm not going to start growing my beard because I know after two months, it's going to get too difficult for me and I'm going to shave it off. So rather, I just don't do it from the start. Why? Why would you want to do that? At least give it a try. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala loves this. Remember this, if you cannot handle failure, then you cannot handle success either. In the end, you will have attained the love of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. How is it that you would attain the love of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala? Allah ta'ala mentions in the Quran that he loves the pious and the righteous. But Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala also mentions that he loves those who frequently repent, frequently make tawbah. Those that strive, they fall down, they get up, they dust themselves off and they strive again. They fall down, they dust themselves off, they get up and they strive again. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala loves this attitude and this spirit. In fact, the hadith of Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam mentions, Kullu bani adama khatta'oon. The hadith mentions that every creation of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala or every son of Adam alayhi salatu wasalam, all humans are sinners. Some will commit major sins, some will commit minor sins, some will have a lot of sins, some will have slightly less sins. The bottom line is all humans are sinners. However, But from among all the sinners, the best are those at-tawabun, those that make tawbah. Those that raise their hands and ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala for assistance, ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala for forgiveness. So when people will tell you that you'll fail and you will sin, then just keep this in mind. So if I fail and I sin, so what? I will get up and I will try again. I will raise my hands. I will ask for forgiveness. It's better that you know that I tried and it didn't work out instead of for the rest of your life thinking, what if I tried? Also, there's another hadith of Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. It's a hadith of Qudsi where shaitan and Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala had a dialogue. And shaitan was speaking to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And shaitan said, Wa izzati, O Allah, I take a qasam in my honor that I will continuously lead your servants astray for as long as their souls are attached to their bodies. This is what shaitan is telling Allah Ta'ala. That I take an oath, I will, I will lead your servants astray. As long as they're loving, I will push them into Jahannam. I will make sure they don't grow their beards. I will make sure that they don't read Salah. I will make sure that they stay away from good. How does our most merciful Allah Subhanahu Wa Ta'ala reply? Allah Subhanahu Wa Ta'ala says, 
اللَّهُمَّ سُبْحَانَ اللَّهُ Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala takes two customs in reply. Allah ta'ala says, وَعِزَّتِي وَجَعَلَالِ I take a custom in my honor and I take a custom in my power. لَا أَزَالُ أَغْفِرُ لَهُمَّ I will continue forgiving them as long as they ask for forgiveness. Shaitan, do as you please. As long as they ask for forgiveness, I will continue forgiving them. Moving on to point number seven, people might say you do not have access to the right resources. They might say, but we're living in a Western country. We're not living in a Muslim country. There's no resources. There's no facilities. How are you going to end up loving like this? How are you going to end up changing your life? How are you going to handle it? Understand, it's not about having the right resources. It's about using the resources available to you. Imam Abu Yusuf rahimahullah, was a very pious scholar. He was also very poor. He did not have the luxury to give everything up and just sit and learn. What he did have though was his eyes on the prize and sincere yearning for learning. This is what he had. His eyes on the prize and yearning for learning. That resulted in the great Imam Abu Hanifa noticing this and resolving to look after the financial needs of Imam Abu Yusuf rahimahullah. I hope you understand this. When you make an effort, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will open the door. The door never opens before you knock. You first need to knock for the door to open. So if you feel you don't have the resources and you're not in the correct environment to live a life of deen, knock on the door. In simple words, make the effort. Make the effort. Take the first step and you will see Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will open doors for you. So maybe you might say the masjid is very far or I don't know how to read salah. I don't know what to read. It's fine. Just make the actions of reading. If you don't even know what to read, just make the actions as if you're performing salah. And you will notice Allah Ta'ala will start making things easy for you. How will He make things easy for you? I'm not sure. Because that is the miracle of Allah Subhanahu Wa Ta'ala. Allah Subhanahu Wa Ta'ala will make things easy for us in such ways that we can never imagine. You might say that there's no masjid in my area, there's no scholars in my area, there's no madrasas in my area. It's very difficult to live a life of deen. But do remember this, the hadith mentions, Actions are judged by their intentions. There might not be any literature, there might not be any scholars to learn from. But remember that if your intention is there, that I want to become a better person, like I said, Allah Ta'ala will make it happen from ways that we could not imagine. Moving on to point number eight, another thing you will hear, people will say you need more money saved until you can take the first step. Now is not the time to take the first step. Go work on your life, get a job, earn, buy what you need. When your life is sorted out, then you can practice on Deen. The reality, brothers and sisters, is your life will never be sorted out. You go to the wealthiest person in the world, those with $10 million, what are they doing? They are trying to make another $10 million. Those with 100 properties to their name, what are they doing? They're trying to buy their 101st property. You look at all the wealthy, look at Donald Trump. Donald Trump was one of the wealthiest in the world. Did he retire? Did he relax? No. He went and he wanted to become the president. And he did. The point is nobody is ever satisfied with anything. So that thought of when I have everything in order, I will change. That is a thought that is given to us by shaitan. We don't need more money. Don't just quit your job and say, I'm going to sit in a masjid the whole day, etc. Because that is not the system. That is not uh, the teachings of Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. Carry on whatever job you're doing, provided it's within the confines of Sharia. And along with this, bring the sunnah in your life. Bring the commands of Allah Subhanahu Wa Ta'ala in your life. And this is how Allah Subhanahu Wa Ta'ala will make things easy. There is no place in the Quran or the Hadith where it is mentioned that if you want to get closer to Allah Ta'ala, you need to quit your job and you need to give him 24 hours of your day. There is nothing like that. Deen of Allah Subhanahu Wa Ta'ala is very simple. Islam is a very practical religion. In fact, on this point, one of the great heroes of the South African apartheid era, Ahmed Katrada, he was a Muslim and he passed away. He was 87 years of age. May Allah Subhanahu Wa Ta'ala grant him Jannah to Firdaus. At his funeral, there were many non-Muslims that attended and many of them were just blown away and they were amazed at the simplicity of a Muslim funeral. 
And also the hadith of Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam mentions Kun fi dunya ka'annaka gharibun aw abiru sabilin Love in this world as if though you are a stranger or a traveler Now we know when you're a stranger then you don't possess much you, You're just new in the town, nobody knows you You're not really interested in possessing stuff In the same way, abiru sabilin When you are a traveler, you know you're going for holiday to a certain place You're not going to decorate the hotel You're just going there to stay and you're coming back to your home Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam says When you in this world love like that Don't worry too much about decorating give us tawfiq inshallah so point number eight remember you don't need people who tell you you need money you need to set yourself up first nobody ever set themselves up and said now i'm ready for the deen of allah ta'ala it doesn't work like that so nabi sallallahu alayhi wa tells us that we should love our lives like this like travelers so while we're working etc while we're earning at the same time we pursue the deen of allah subhanahu wa ta'ala another point people might tell you with point number nine they might say you don't need any help. It's smarter and better to learn and practice on your own. So maybe you want to change. You know, you want to start covering yourself. You want to raise your pants above your ankles. You want to perform salah. You want to learn the basic rulings of deen. You want to learn some hadith. Maybe you want to learn some basic Arabic. And people will tell you, but you don't need all this. Just be on your own. Practice on the deen that you know. Now remember, you are the sum of the people you spend the most time with. This is a very important aspect. If you socialize with the wrong people, they will negatively affect you. But if you socialize with the right people, you will be far more capable and powerful than you ever could have been alone. The advice here is to find the right people with whom you click and together you can make a difference in each other's lives. Those that will tell you that it's better to be on your own and you don't need to really spend time with the pious or go to the pious for advice. I'm not saying you must cut off ties with them. I'm not saying you must dump them out of your lives. All I'm saying is there is a slight possibility that they might not be the best of company. So keep them, keep them as friends. Certain cases we grow up with them, keep them as friends. But at the same time, start spending a little time with those that are very close to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, those that have sunnah in their lives, etc. The hadith mentions, Nabi says, a man or a woman will be on the deen or on the habits of their friends. So be very careful whom you befriend. So if your friends have no interest in deen, automatically you will see that you will start having no interest in deen. If your friends have an interest to get closer to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, to learn about Islam, you will find automatically you will start learning about Islam. Like in school. I mean, we're all in school. You ever notice how all the intelligent ones always hung around together and all those that were lazy hung around together. If you were to go and sit with the intelligent ones, automatically after some time, you will start picking up on your results because you, when they study, you'll start studying. When they talk about work, you will start talking about work as well. If you hang around with the lazy ones, automatically your grades will drop because when they're playing and they're not worried about studying, automatically you will join them, you will play and you won't worry about studying. Your environment and your company is very important. Do you need company? Do you need people to practice on Dean? It is not necessary. If you're alone and it's very difficult for you to find people, then you practice on your own whatever you can do. But if you do have people that you can go and sit with, keep the laws of Parada and Sharia in mind. But if you have people that you can sit with and learn, etc., then it's better you go there. You can always learn from each other. So when people tell you you don't need any help, it's better to just learn and practice on your own. This doesn't really make sense. If you do have help, then go for it. And finally, and probably this is the most common one, when you want to change, when you want to take a step closer to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, people will say, that sounds like a lot of hard work. This is point number 10. 
you want to grow your beard they'll say wow you know how difficult that's going to be think of it you're going to college you're going to work you're going here you're going there we're living in a western country and you want to walk around with a beard you want to go into hijab you want to veil yourself you want to cover yourself you know it's difficult worldwide so many countries in europe are now banning their hijab and you want to go in hijab you're asking for problems my sister this is what people will tell you but you need to understand when they say it's hard work they are right it is hard work but it's worth it when you look at the rewards of getting closer to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala when you look at the object of a life of a muslim you understand that it is difficult but it's worth it if it's easy it won't be worth it think about this even in your general life anything that's easy is not really worth it when it's worth having it's always difficult perhaps most importantly you won't wake up a few years from now in a situation that you despise wondering that how did i end up like this how did i do this where did i go wrong what punishment is waiting for me rather avoid that whatever change you can make now make the change even if it's difficult take the first step every mile or kilometer starts off with one step every dollar starts off with one cent every hundred starts off with the number one so take that first step don't look right up don't look right to the mountain and think to yourself how am i going to get there look right in front of you and think to yourself how am i going to take the first step once you got the first step take the second then take the third eventually you will reach the top of the mountain it might take years it might even take decades in some cases in the situation that some of us might be in it might even take an entire life but wallahi it will be worth it and allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will be pleased with us The deen of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is not difficult when you concentrate on it and you make it your passion. Every nabi sacrificed. Every remember people will say it's difficult and you have to go through sacrifices. The system of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is such that the more he loves you, the more sacrifices he will put for you, the more hurdles he will put in life. Because what hurdles you get closer to him. Whoever makes dua in happy days, very few people. But how many of us make sincere dua in difficult times? Most of us. So what does it show? It shows that difficult times actually takes you closer to Allah Taala. That is why when Allah Subhanahu wa Taala wants you to come closer to him, he puts hurdles and difficult times in your life. It's for this reason that every nabi, every prophet of Allah Taala went through sacrifice. Nabi sallallahu alaihi wasallam went through the most sacrifice. Sahaba radhiyallahu anhum went through sacrifice. The question is if the prophets if Nabi sallallahu alaihi wasallam was so beloved in eyes of Allah Taala why did he suffer so much because Allah Taala wanted him to be very close so when we going through these difficulties Allah Taala wants us to be very close you want to bring a certain action in your life but it's difficult the environment is not suitable remember this is a sign that Allah Taala wants to get close to you You look at the wife of Firaun. It's a lengthy incident perhaps in future we'll discuss it, but the wife of Firaun the Quran speaks about it. Firaun was a tyrant, she went through so much difficulty. She had to hide her Islam. Eventually Firaun used to whip her, Firaun used to lash her, Firaun used to abuse her. But every time he done this, she got closer to Allah Subhanahu wa ta'ala. To this extent that Allah Subhanahu wa ta'ala speaks about her in the Quran. May Allah Subhanahu wa ta'ala give us tawfiq. So there you have it. These are some points that you you might keep in mind when you want to make a change in life. when you want to bring the sunnah of nabi sallallahu alaihi wasallam in your life i hope you benefit from this inshallah pass this podcast on to all your friends whoever you think might need it also leave a comment you can comment on the social media networks search top islamic network on all the social media networks and also use the hashtag hashtag top islamic podcast to leave a comment or tell us what you want to hear about is there any topic that you want us to discuss in future or anything that you have in mind let us know about it and like this inshallah we can look into it and we can discuss it that brings us to the end until next time i am yusuf umar assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh